Hello there, fine, fine facts of the world with the ears. If you have ears and you're listening to the podcast, congratulations, you've won at life. You were born with ears. Hello, welcome, random podcast number one, two, two. Um, first of April, huh? Me, Marcus, forgot words there, having a slow day, slow day, talking-wise, talking-wise, not great, which is what you want when you start a conversation or a podcast. You want to be able to talk, and right now I can't really talk, but you know, we needed to do this. It was like our morning wank, you got to get it out of the way, and you can move on with your day, even though it's five o'clock, I've left the podcast late. Why? Because I'm a fuck, tired. Sleeping, chilling, eating, writing, listening, promoting, and now podcasting. It's been a tough Monday. Tough, tough Monday out there. I imagine if anyone's at work in a cubicle staring at some plywood in front of you, being like, shut the fuck up. That's not a tough day. And I know, I know it's not a tough day at all. And that's why I'll say it's a tough day. To annoy and aggravate and piss people off. Jeez, I'm fucking sweating. It's so hot in LA today. It's like 80, 80 degrees, I do believe. It's 10 degrees more than I like. Turn it down there, gods. Turn down the heat. God would be a shitty roommate, I'd say. He wouldn't put on, put on the AC, Jesus Christ. I'm dying, I'm dying. He'd eat your food and he'd be like, yeah, I'm fucking God, I can do what I want. And you'd be like, ah, I shouldn't have let you move in. I should have moved in with a stranger. It's easier to set boundaries with a stranger than it is a friend. That's why I don't recommend living with your friends. Because they'll annoy you somehow and you'll be like, ah, fuck, I wish we were not living together. I like you as a friend, but as someone to live with. No, thank you. Having a roommate really is like you're in a relationship with someone, kind of, and then it just whittles out, and then one of you moves out, and you remain friends, but you're no longer in that relationship. And you're back. There's no more sex, so you're back, and you're, you're, you still get on. You get on well with your ex and your old roommates sometimes. Other times you hate them, and they hate you, and that's just life. That's relationships. Welcome to the podcast. This week is going to be about relationships. What are they? Who are they? When are they going to end? What do you do when the relationship ends? Do you weep? You weep for Jesus. And then, what else do you do? You say, God, take, I need to get my life back together. God Almighty, help me, Jesus. Help me, Lord. And then you'll say, I'm better off without her. I'm better off. I'm going to rebuild myself. And then you'll be driving along and a song will come on that reminds you of your ex. And you'll start weeping. You'll be like, fuck, God Almighty. The world's crashing upon me. The sky just hit my head. Birds no longer sing. They're all dying. They're flopping like pigeons. Oh, take, take me, Jesus. Take me to a nicer place. And then you got a better roommate, and you're like, ah, oh, this is much better. What the fuck was that about? What was the gibbering about? What the fuck am I gibbering about? 
I said, I go in, just like last night, I was doing some stand-up. And someone mentioned, they were like, oh, you should tell that story. I told a story on my buddy Craig's podcast recently about, um, I was on TV. I've told this story many times here. Whenever I write a story in a book or a news article, I realize I lose all emphasis, all, like, desire to um, do it on stage. It's, like, out of me. It's out. It's out there. It's no longer mine. And I'm like, ah, but I've done it this way. But then I'm like, ah, maybe I should try that for stand-up. So I did it last night. And I didn't know what I was going to do. I knew the story, but I haven't really, like, done beat for beat. Like, and then, and then, and then, and then. And here is a funny ending. And we're out. Great show. That's what a stand-up bit like kind of and three two one and we're out we ended on a high note done new bit carry on so i was up there on stage and i was talking and then i had like a weekend hangover kicking in and i was like ah oh, fuck i forget the end of this story and it just stopped just stopped abruptly It'd be like if you're having sex and one of you guys said he didn't even say anything. He just got up and walked out. And that was the end of the sex. And that was the end of the bit. Now that's a bit that I have to work on and make it funny. Unlike the start of this podcast. You're all like... This is like the fluff, isn't it? <laughs> if, you, if this is a news report, jeez, you turn off the fucking radio. I read the funniest... There was this Irish news report before. Let me get it up. And it's so great. It's so Irish. It's insane. It is like, there was a fucking, this is an actual, I know it's April 1st and, ha, oh, April Fools, they're hilarious. But this is like a real Irish article from before. This is the headline. Judge gives farmer time to find nice woman before driving ban. This whole article is like, is fucking, it's just insane. It's unreal and it's so Irish. I'm just going to read up the funny parts. Court here's football talk was downfall of John O'Shea, 60, who hit ditch after drinking. A bachelor farmer from an isolated part of County Kerry will not be put off the road for drink driving until December, so he can get his affairs in order, a court has ruled. What affairs? In the meantime, John O'Shea, again 60, is to try to find a nice woman at the Liston Verna matchmaking festival to drive him around. The court heard. Oh, that's a matchmaking festival. Imagine going to a matchmaking festival. I suppose people go to the bar to find love, but at least you're hiding it. You're like, we're here for booze and I'm for a laugh. Not to find the soulmate. It's hilarious to think you're going to find your soulmate at the bar, at the pub, at this seedy little dingy fucking watering hole. Ah, we connected over 17 gins and her stale breath and we had a cigarette and she fed me nuts and I felt her up and she didn't say no and we kissed and we puked after it. And then we met up again. That's when I knew she was my soulmate, because she agreed to meet up with me more than one time. Alright, back to the article. Although I feel like that, a lot of people, your soulmate is like, oh, they said yes. Like, you probably, I imagine, um, you'd say, you'd be like, you probably had sex one time, 
and um, and then you're like, oh, will this ever happen again? And then the second person that says yes to sex again, you're like, I'm going to marry her. <coughs> She's the one. She's actually the two. But I didn't think there'd be any more after the first one. So by Christ almighty, I got to pin her down. Pin her down for life. Let's fool each other. Let's lie. I'm well up for lying to myself and to others. I'll pretend that you're my soulmate. I, I want to go back to Ireland and see if this matchmaking festival is still on. I wonder, did they do a fucking movie about that? That people are always like, oh, it's like that movie with the fucking fake Irish accents. And it's like, ah, oh, is that Scottish actor in it? Because he's not Irish. What was that movie? It was a PS I Love You or something. Not it was some movie. Or like just the worst. The American actor had the worst Irish accent. But he was surrounded by real Irish people. And it was like, oh, this is brutal. Be like me in an all black cast movie. And I'm pretending to be black. <laughs> and everyone is actually black. And I just got a tan. <laughs> I tanned myself. For the role, that's exactly the great analogy, great metaphor. Moving on, quickly, before I say anything racist, by mistake. Alright, O'Shea of Darren Adeen, Master Gia, Jesus Christ, what kind of names are they? Had previously pleaded guilty to drink driving at Tarmon's Waterville on July 25th. John O'Dwyer, solicitor for O'Shea, told Carasvine District Court that... He- Football had been his client's downfall of the day. <laughs> That's such an Irish defence. Football. <laughs> Fuck it, we're such good bullshitters. Uh, I don't know if I'd want to have an Irish lawyer fucking back me up after hearing this, but I imagine it would be funny. Football was his downfall. Um... Alright, he went to Waterville for cow feed and ended up talking about Kerry's performance in beating Cork in the Munster football final. Drinking too much and hitting a ditch while dry. Jesus Christ, this is unreal. Imagine this guy, John O'Shea. Nice farmer. Single farmer in his 60s. Heads off into town for some cow feed. Let's buy the cows some dinner food. Then you hear someone talking in the pub. You drink too much, purely by mistake. And then on the way home, you hit a, <laughs> you hit a ditch. I had a buddy before, and he was driving home too. And he lived in the countryside. And uh, he didn't usually drink drive, but he was drink driving this time. And he said he remembers leaving the pub. And then he got home. And he woke up the next morning in his bed with a broken nose. Like, it's not funny, but it's also ridiculous. <clears throat> and he was like, ah, because he was on a soccer team and he couldn't play because his nose was bust. And he was like, uh, he phoned me and he's like, uh, do you know where my car is? <laughs> I was like, I don't know, I presume you left it after you left the pub. He was like, nah, I drove it all right somewhere. It's not outside, but I have my keys. I was like, I don't know. And he went for a walk down the country lane, close to where he lives. And um, he found his car in a ditch. It was fully in a field. He had driven into a field, broke his nose off the driving steering wheel, 
then walked home and just went into bed. He even brushed his teeth before going to sleep. You can't beat those habits that you still do while drunk. Like, no matter how hammered I am, I'll still fold away my clothes, brush my teeth, wash my face, piss in a bucket, and then go to sleep. If I wake up and my jeans are uh, still on, or my clothes are on the floor, I'm like, oh, that was a heavy one. That was a heavy one that I did that. All right, back to this article. So we've got that he went to buy some cow dinner food. He was like, Daisy, Betsy, I'm going to buy some dinner. What would you like? And they were like hung over on the couch. It's two cows. And they're like, oh, get us some Chinese food. And the other one's like, get me a pizza. And the good man that he is, John O'Shea, 60, said, I'll be back. And little did he know his whole life was going to, his evening was going to take a twirl. Uh, pub discussion. Judge James O'Connor said religion, games, or politics should not be discussed in pubs. What the fuck does that even talk? Oh my god. What do you think, think people think about or talk about? O'Shea lives some 10 kilometers from Waterville and would be at severe disadvantage if put off the road immediately, Mr. O'Dwyer said. <laughs> this is hilarious, too. Asked if he had good neighbours, O'Shea replied that they were all right. <laughs> Imagine you're his neighbour reading this. What did he say about us? He said we were all right. He had the chance to say, yes, we were good neighbours, but he went with just all right. His relatives lived in County Cork, the court heard. Judge O'Connor also asked if O'Shea was going to stay single, or are you willing to take the plunge? What the fuck is this? Oh, this is funny, actually. I remember reading this article years ago. Like a few years ago. And I'm like, who is this fucking psychotic judge that he's asking these questions? And then I went digging. I got onto Google and I, I dug around. I dug around. All right, without transport, his client would be at a great disadvantage in that area, Mr. O'Dwyer replied. <laughs> Fucking article. You'd never know now with Star Wars, Judge O'Connor said in reference to the increased visitors' numbers to South Kerry due to the activity surrounding the filming of the movie on Skellig Michael. They name an island Michael. (laughs) It's worse than calling your dog Michael. What should we name the island? Call it Michael. I was thinking Tony. No, I prefer Michael. Island Michael it is. Fuck it, this guy's lawyer is great. Being off the road would make it difficult for O'Shea to care for his cows, and he would have to make arrangements to get rid of them, Mr. O'Dwyer said. Or find himself a nice woman, the judge said. Jesus, this is so good. What can we... It's like the judge is in cahoots with him. If the extension went beyond September, it would allow him to go to the matchmaking festival at Liston Varna, Mr. O'Dwyer noted. Jesus, what a great defense. I can't, he's leaving me speechless. Judge O'Connor said it was not the purpose of the state to nail people in terms of undoing their livelihood, and he granted an adjournment of the ban until December 8th. Condemnation. I like the way I said condemnation, as opposed to condemnation. 
to decision drew swift condemnation. Why can't I fucking say condemnation? No, because I'm thinking of condoms. Because my brain is broken. The decision drew swift condemnation from the Irish Road Victims Association. What planet is this judge living on? It's chairwoman Donna Rice asked. <laughs> and that's the end of the article. And I was like, what the fuck is... What? What? I had so many questions. I still have... And then I googled the judge because I said this guy has to be psychotic. So then I googled what, what the fuck was his name? This is all from before. I just remembered it today. Judge O'Connor. What else is Judge O'Connor? So then he's got many articles written about him because he's fucking psycho. Here is one. I can't remember what article it was, but this was the main part that made me laugh. District Court Judge James O'Connor was both judge and defendant in his own court in the town of Carasavine. That's hilarious that you could be the fucking judge of your own case. What other cases has this man officiated? No, sat over? Words. Who needs him? You can just say anything and you hope people are dumb enough to let you go. I feel like that's like a lot of smart people in LA. They'll just say something dumb and you'll be like, what you just said there is not very smart or true. And they'll be like, yeah, but you know what I meant. But in most cases, they're like, yeah, that was, it's not what he said, it's how he said it. It's not how he said it, but what he was attempting to say. All right, here's another headline from this judge. Chef pays court $500 for squirting sauces at Kerry Chipper's staff. <laughs> sure. All right, let me Google. I have to read that one, too, because that's funny. Can't find that one, but I found the better one. Better one from the same judge. This is another court of his. This is all true, too. Man bribed with bacon and cabbage court hears. No one could resist his mother's cooking, man tells court. Jesus, this is, like, too Irish. Donald Cosgrave told the Kerry court, you have to have a full stomach for hard work. I did not enter the house. I ate the bacon and cabbage on the back porch. And mom gave me some mustard and a little bit of dessert. How is this a fucking article? Jesus. A 50-year-old man told the court he was bribed with the offer of home-cooked bacon and cabbage to go to his mother's house and cut the back lawn. He insisted he ate the meal on the porch and believed he did not breach an order not to enter her home. Donald Cosgrave of West End, Ratmore, County Kerry, was arrested for breach of contravening a barren order on July 1st. Mr. Cos Cosgrave was willing to produce the shoes with the grass still on them to back up. What the fuck is this? What is this? This is the dumbest. Oh, it's unreal. Oh my god, if this is unreal. Imagine bringing your shoes to court. There's no grass on them. I didn't, I fucking didn't go inside. Uh, Mr. Cosgrave was willing to produce the shoes with the grass still on to back up his story. Uh, the order made was that he should not attend the home of his mother. Mr. Cosgrave said he only called to his mother's home at Woodlane Estate, Woodlawn Estate, Killarney, because she offered to cook a bacon and cabbage. <laughs> If he cut the grass. Holy fuck. In effect, it amounted to a bribe. <laughs> Fucking the so dumb. Oh my god, I'm sweating. 
In effect, it amounted to a bribe because no one could resist his mother. <laughs> this is the dumbest, he said. Ah, oh, this is where Judge James O'Connor comes in with a fucking great question. Great question. Was the bacon and cabbage to be given before or after the grass cutting? Judge James O'Connor inquired. <laughs> fucking hell. Mr. Cosgrave said, it was before. He said, you have to have a full stomach for work. I did not enter the house. I ate the bacon and cabbage on the back porch. I did not go into the house. And my mom gave me some mustard and a little bit of dessert he had it. The court was previously told Mr. Cosgrave was originally from the U.S. and had health problems. He arrived at his solicitor's office at 8.30 a.m. with a pair of sneakers and grass deposits on the runners. <laughs> that was this fucking line in the fucking article, this next bit. All right, let me read this again. He arrived at his solicitor's office at 8.30 a.m. with a pair of sneakers and grass deposits on the runners. And he... <laughs> And he was not sneaky, it was telling the truth, he said. Holy fuck, imagine that's your defense. Swear to God, George, I'm not sneaky. I'm telling the truth, I promise you that. Podrick O'Connell's solicitor told the court the shoes were in an evidence bag in court. Judge O'Connor adjourned the matter to 21st next, but warned his solicitor that Mr. Cosgrave has to stay away completely from the house. <laughs> why does the, why, this is in like the Irish Times or something, yeah, Irish Times, which is like the main Irish newspaper, and that's how they end the article, that's it, that's fucking, oh, this is, I, I have to find that other catch-up one, because I forgot. Oh, man. And mom gave me some mustard and a little bit of dessert. That's all you want mom to do. Mom, give me some mustard and a little bit of dessert. Oh, fuck. All right, I got to Google this other one, the squirting ketchup, because they're making me laugh. I forgot how fucking retarded this all is. Oh, that's so dumb. All right, two minutes. Oh, I found it. All right, the Irish Times. Chef pays court 500 euro for squirting sauces at Kerry Chipper staff. I ordered chips. I don't know what happened, man tells judge. Nobody, <laughs> nobody wants to hire a chef with a conviction, especially for squirting tomato and mustard sauce all over the place. Judge James O'Connor warns Mindalux Yikesnyesny at Kenmare District Court. Gardaí were called to a chipper in Schneem County. Schneem, what a fucking name Schneem is. Where are you from? Schneem. Ah, oh, what? Jesus, I forgot that place existed. Oh, he's from Schneem. I'd love to fuck a man from Schneem. Schneemy, baby, Schneemy. All right, Gardaí were called to a chipper in Schneem. Fuck me up, Schneem. County Kerry after a customer squirted sauce to such an extent it put staff in fear in Kenmare District Court. Ah, oh, I literally can't get my head around these articles. I don't know what this guy... Oh, hung... Mingagus Nenzia, 37, who works as a chef, went to the Hungry Night Fast Food Restaurant, North Square, Schneem, at about 2 a.m. on September 20th. Superintendent Floor Murphy told the court 
He was causing problems. He was throwing chips and red sauce around. Superintendent Murphy said. Staff became concerned and called Gardy. The episode went on for 15 minutes, the court was told. Nenzia of Schneem Holiday Village. Schnee- <laughs> I like the way they specify that Schneem Holiday Village is in Schneem. And not in anywhere else, Schneem only, pleaded guilty to engaging in offensive conduct by squirting tomato sauce and mustard sauce over the counter in a fast food outlet, putting employees in fear, contrary to the Public Order Act 2008. I ordered chips. I don't know what happened. His name is spelled K-N-Y. Z-A, so I've no clue how to pronounce that, who works as a chef at the Schneem Hotel, total court. He appeared to be blasé about the charge, Judge James O'Connor noted. <laughs> Fucking blasé. Ah. Art in my throat, Judge John of James O'Connor. Judge O'Connor warned Kinesia he should consider making a contribution to the court poor box to order a void conviction. Oh my God, there's a way... Please donate money to the poor box or you're going to jail. Nobody wants to hire a chef with a conviction, especially for squirting tomato mustard sauce all over the place. The judge warned. The judge adjourned the matter briefly and Kinsia decided to consult with Solicitor Padraig O'Connell. He then offered 500 euro to the court and this was accepted. The judge gave him the next October to pay. There's no doubt in my mind that that guy skipped the country and did not pay the bill for squirting ketchup and mustard all over the shop. Oh dear lord, what a great time. These are, I forgot how great these articles were. And they're all real. I know it's Paddy's or April 1st. But, like, come on. <clears throat> these, uh, you couldn't, you, if I, you couldn't make up these jokes. Like, you wouldn't have been able to be like, ah, what's a really funny and obviously made up spoof. And you'd be like, yeah, I could not make up about fucking bacon. Imagine, oh, I bribed with bacon and cabbage. How could I? How could how could my mother? And it's a mother and son. I wonder if they're usually. I remember there was travelers like living in caravans, and they would always be fighting each other over the mother and the son. Oh, great times. I'm screenshotting these articles, so I have them in my phone forever. Forever and ever. You know, I don't know how I stumbled on that bull. Brilliant shit. But there we go. Some great advice from Judge James O'Connor. He's really helping out people in Ireland. Oh... I feel like, Jesus, people giving advice is so dodged. Do you remember when you were young? At least when I was young, we used to read like Maxim or FHM in Ireland. And that's where we got advice for life. And then it's like, oh, this advice was all bullshit. I remember it used to be like saying, um, they'd be like, Harry back. No, thank you. 
women hate hairy backs. You got hair in your back, you gotta wax that shit off. You see one hair, pluck it, wax it, peel it. Imagine, Jesus, women must be fucked up in the head. Because if we're being told hairy backs are a no-go, that's a downward dog. No thumbs down for hairy backs. You'll never get the woman of your life. If you have a hairy back and then you grow up and you're like, why is there hair? And then women are like, I don't care. Just do you have money? That's like you could have a fucking hair full of your back full of hair. You could have dreads in your back. But if you've got money, why doesn't it say that? Hairy back is a no unless you have money. Then you can do whatever the fuck you want. You can be bald with the hairy back. And you can pull the hottest women if you have money. Feel those teenage magazines advice like what a load of harsh it. You, I remember the, the still one of the best ones was you can't when you're having sex with a woman, don't ejaculate too early or she'll tell all your friends and you'll be ridiculed. And nobody wants that. And I was like, I don't want to be ridiculed. So, whenever I was with a girl, I would think about stuff that would make me lose my desire to, to orgasm I'd be thinking about icebergs or what was, what's my nana up to <laughs> my nana and her friends and then you'd be like oh well I'm definitely not coming now it's weird I still have my erection and then I got to doing maths and I'd be like 2 plus 2 is 4 4 plus 4 is 8 8 plus 8 is 16 16, 16, 32, 32, 32 64, 64, 64, 64 28 and keep going and then you're just like ah we made it to a million we'd never orgasmed and then your body's like well you're never orgasming ever and then you're like why can't I come having sex and then you're like it's more childhood trauma I should never have read that magazine or got advice I wish I got advice from fucking Judge James O'Connor Bad advice, bad advice. Who knew you could be bald and hairy back and you'd still survive in this world if you have money? It's the only advice to give people. I like to, whenever I'm sick, I'll be like, oh, you know, health is your wealth. That's all that it's about. At the end of the day, you just want to be healthy. Because that's the true wealth of life, a bit of healthiness. And then when I'm healthy, I'm just like, actually, I love money. That's all I want. Oh, give me that money. That's true wealth. Money. Oh, pay me. Pay me cash. Pay me cash and hundred dollar bills. Oh, now we're talking. Now we're dancing. That's true wealth. <laughs> money. That is true wealth. More money, the better. Keep feeding me money. Keep paying me from telling jokes. Oh, feed me erection. So that I can never come during sex. That is what I like to hear. I heard a dude the other day ask a girl. Uh, LA is really dumb. And if you listen to people, it gets even dumber. I, I, I don't know. Where I live is very dumb. Here are two examples. I heard a dude ask his girlfriend, Babe, do I look fat when I come? <laughs> should be in the magazine articles growing up advice come advice don't look fat when you're about to come you'll turn the lady off 
If I had heard that advice, I would have been ruined for life. Orgasm advice. Don't try not to look fat. You're like, what? Uh, and they'll be like, if you ever need to bribe someone, use cabbage and bacon. The cabbage and bacon bribe. You're like, ah, what kind of advice is this? If you're ever up in front of court, just tell them, ah, sure, I'm not sneaky. I'd never, I'd never do that. I'm not lying, I swear to God. You'd be like, are you lying? You'd be like, nah, I swear to God. But yeah, don't look calm. Don't look calm when you're fat. That's another great bit of advice. Don't look calm when you're fat. And like, they were, his girlfriend didn't even go, shut the fuck up. She was like, no. And the dude wasn't even fat. So the whole thing, imagine that's the kind of conversations you're having. Which is grand if you're taking the piss, but imagine that's like you're... Let's have a serious chat. Okay, babe, what do you want to know? <sighs> do I look fat when I come? Oh, babe, I thought we talked about this. You don't. It's not your fault your gut balloons out. You're, it's only when you're orgasming. Orgasm in It's only when you're orgasm in the You're like, oh, are you lying to me? Promise? No, I swear. And then you're like, because I lie to you when you ask if I look fat in the dress. I say no, because I know it'll hurt your feelings. So are you just saying that so you don't hurt my feelings? Let me know, babe. So I'll go work out. I'll lose this cum gut. <laughs> I'll lose these pudgy cum cheeks. I just can't. I'm, I'm no longer having sex. It's over. Oh, and another, this is why also dumb where I live. I was walking to the gym the other day. Well, everything's just dumb. All right, at the gym, I'll do the less dumb story first, but this is still very dumb. I was running on a treadmill. The dude in front of me was running, and he was like, do you ever see these guys that kind of zigzag when they're on the treadmill? And you're like, ah, this guy's running. His treadmill's too fast for him. His legs are going wobbly. And he kept doing that. And then like, he was like smashing the... He was like pressing, what's it called? It's like the hand, handlebars. I don't know what the fuck. Not the control center, but by, like, below us. As if though he couldn't see what he was trying to press. And then he just fucking, he just let go. He let go and he let God take over. And he said, take me, God. And he fucking flew off the treadmill with such velocity that he flew backwards into my treadmill. And he fucking made me fall off it also. A double, double whammy by God. He let go and God let us fucking suffer. And I'm just like, ah, oh. and then he just, this dude as well, I was like, for fuck's sake, that's twice in under four months that I've fallen off a treadmill. Didn't hurt myself as badly as last time when my calf almost fucking exploded. But he started going around to everyone then and he was just like, I didn't know how to press stop. I didn't know how to, like people that didn't even see him fall off just going around and then the machine was still going like the treadmill was still going and instead of stopping it he just tried to hop back on and run again and i was like i said it's time for you to go home just dumb just dumbness but on my way there um i think this was the same day but anyway it's the same route i live like it's busy around here daytime and i'm walking on the street and i see this like 
She's a large tattooed lady. And I can see in her... She was in a small car too. Like her head was almost hitting the roof. And um, it looked like she was like crying or wailing. And she was like clutching at the roof and like hitting the roofish. And like grabbing the window. And it was just like... I was like, what the fuck is she like... Is she just is she crying in her car? What's happening? And she was just like, and I could hear her too. The windows were up, and then I walked by and I looked in, and there was a <laughs> there was like a fucker going down at her <laughs> in the fucking car. It's like what? No. And then I realized I was like, he must have been a fucking midget, or else it was a bald boy, because how was he fitting down there between her legs? Date. It was daytime and they were on a busy street. Like, happy days. Can't explain it. Just go for it. When the urge hits you, some people, the urge hits you and you just need, you just need to have a little midget go down on you. That's why you never know when that strikes. You never know. You all have, we all have our kinks. Some like hairy backs. Others like cabbage and bacon. Other people like when they look fat when they come. Just crazy fuckers around here. Truly crazy fuckers. A homeless dude the other day right by me. He threw a glass bottle at my head. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And then he was like, oh hey, I wanted to get your attention. Any any spare change? You got cigarettes? And I was like, that's your fucking opener to throw a bottle at my head. I wanted to fight him, but then I was like... No, this guy's clearly psychotic. He's got mental issues. I better not fight him. There's only going to be a loser here. No doubt that loser will be me. No doubt that loser will be me. Do you know what? I always feel like such a loser. Do you ever show up somewhere early? And you're like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm early. Oh, I'm a loser. <laughs> I always I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm like, am I over-eager? Ah, oh, I'm coming off like a loser. What kind of loser shows up early? People who show up early or on time are going to be like, I hate people like you. You're always late. Well, I hate people like you. Always early. You're too efficient for my liking. You're too... Maybe you don't have as much going on with your life. Although I don't have much going on, really. I should never be late. Maybe I'm just a prick. Maybe I'm just a prick. I wouldn't deny it. I would not deny that. If you were to say, oh, he's a prick. I'd be like, fair enough. Fair enough. You got me there. I remember at the gym too, there's like some creepy fuckers chatting me up. Like just pure creeps. And uh, I was like, ah, get away from me. Come on. Fuck off. Not giving you any interest. You just keep staring at me. You're trying to chat me. Use the same machines. And then I was like, oh, I wonder if that's how I come across to women. They'd be like, ah, oh, not this fucker. Not this fucker trying to chat me up. Can he just fuck off and leave me alone? That's the one thing I've never done. And I'll never do. Chat a random girl up at the gym. I don't know how... Don't know how. Can I could never ever think of a line, think of something to say without sounding like a creep. Oh, nice squat, <laughs> nice squat. If you need a hand with your squats, let me know. 
Let me know if you need some squatting. I can spot you for a squat. I'll, I'll sing it too to be extra creepy. If you need a spotter. Oh, I'm the man for you. And they'll be like, get the fuck away from me. I saw recently a couple of these fucking meme accounts. Uh, posted this thing I did before. A tweet about like... If you look on Irish inventions on Wikipedia, we are like, Irish invented a lot of cool things, like road bowling, what the fuck is that, uh, chocolate milk, I don't know, there was a lot of good ones in there, but like, we did whiskey in the 14th century, and then there's a 300 year gap to the 17th century, and it's like, well, we invented whiskey, now let's enjoy the fruits of our labor for 300 years, and people will be like, oh, well, that's the time the English were fighting us and invading our land, and it's like, that's a fair point, that's like, if you were drunk in whiskey... It's hard to win the battle when you've discovered the joy of whiskey. That's like me when I moved to LA. I was like, all right, I did the hard part. I got here. Now, and then I discovered women who give blowjobs. <laughs> and I said, oh, well, now, well, now let's enjoy the fruit of the labors. <laughs> Is that a good analogy? Probably not. No. So thanks, Brian. Thanks for giving me a poor analogy. Poor, poor analogy. I remember my buddy, I had a buddy before, he couldn't drink whiskey. And uh, good old Derek, what a funny man this guy is. At one time, he was like goosed on whiskey, I think. And he went home and he was so drunk that he like had to use the bathroom. <laughs> and he went into his parents' bedroom and he just, he opened the closet wardrobe door and he just started pissing in on their clothes <laughs> and his dad woke up and he was like Derek what the fuck stop what are you doing and Derek in his drunken stupor turned around and said Derek get the fuck out of the bathroom why are you in here and he told me that and oh I laughed till I pissed myself I went to the wardrobe and I pissed into it as you do and another time he was hammered again and um <laughs> he, he seems at least he wasn't pissing the bed I suppose but not at least really because he's pissing everywhere else but at least he gets up to use the bathroom but another time he stood he needed a bathroom and he was like four in the morning or something and his dad was coming back from work and uh, his dad his dad was telling me this he looked up top of the stairs and Derek was standing there naked pissing down the stairs <laughs> stairs of their nice house just pissing the way a full stream of piss too you know one of those good booze and once you crack the seal oh you're gonna be pissing like a horse like a horse horse um and his dad said Derek what the fuck are you doing and Derek shouted down Derek what the fuck why are you down there in the toilet ah <laughs> oh, Ireland it's a magical place it's a real fucking magical place what a lovely what a great place <laughs> I like to where I'm like Jesus LA is so dumb and then I think of Irish stories and I'm like just everywhere's dumb like I was thinking the other way it's like people would go oh people talking about Mercury in retrograde like you'd swear Mercury was a man the way women blame it for all their problems 
and it's like, oh, it's dumb that because a planet is in retrograde, people blame their problems on it. But we're much smarter in Ireland, where we think an invisible man in the sky controls our eternal destiny. Please, Jesus or God, whoever's up there in heaven, look to the sky. God's up there, the invisible man, sitting on the invisible toilet, looking down at us. Jesus, his drunk son, is taking the piss in the wardrobe. And he's like, that's right, that's right, religious people. You believe the right thing. Whereas spiritual people who believe in planets, there's at least theirs makes more sense, I feel. Because, like, do you know the way? Here's what, here's the logic I came up with that, like, gravity affects the tides full of water. Our bodies are made up of water. And then when Mercury is in retrograde, it changes the gravity somehow. And that changes the the water in our bodies. I don't know what their fucking logic is. But at least you'll be like, ah, oh, yeah, gravity. Is there science behind this? Potentially. What about the invisible man in the sky? Just, you gotta believe. <laughs> you gotta believe. That's like the dude being like, I'm not sneaky. And the judge being like, what's the proof? And the guy is just like, uh, you just gotta believe me. And the judge is like, ah, fuck, all right, you got me there with that logic. I believe you. You're free to go. Can in the the ketchup chip bandit. And they'd be like, oh, the bandit, the schneem, <laughs> the schneem bandit. The schneem bandit got loose. He got free. How did he? Because it was Judge fucking James O'Connor. How could he let him go? And then they're like, he got bamboozled. He was told, come on, believe me. And the judge said, fuck it, all right, I'll believe you. I'll take a risk. The risk might not pay off, but there we go. You got to take a risk, you know. All right, that's it. That's the end of the podcast. We just liked that article. It just came to an ending. There was no rhyme or reason. We made it. We had a good laugh, I think. I don't know. Maybe. Please, God. Hopefully. Sorry, but I ran out of. I need to go to the gym, and I got. Let's say my my talking's done. I was going to do a sex poem. Oh, I might have some sex poem news, which would be hilarious. I'll let you know if it happens. Let's just say, lots. The right amount of influential people seem to love sex poems. And if something happens, it would be hilarious. Alright, that's about it. That's about it. Oh, actually, that's like when people are like, Oh, I could have some exciting news. Stay tuned. I fucking hate those people. And did I just do that? Not really. Mine was more like, Oh, might have the, the dumbest news ever. That just popped into my head. Got to follow up on that. Actually, speaking, people are always like, when are you going to this city? When are you going to that city? I'm going to be in Denver this weekend. The 5th and the 6th, I think. Opening up at Comedy Works. Opening up for the Scallywag Jack Whitehall. Four shows. So if you're in Denver, or you know someone in Denver, tell them to come along. Come along for a hoot, for a laugh, or for a chuckle. Um, and then I think we're going to a Denver beer fest. I don't know. I just go with the flow. Uh, all right, that's about it.
go check out me books. Random, random, or freedom. Write a review. Write a review for this podcast. Spread the word. iTunes. Whatever the fuck you do it. I don't know. You tell me. If you're in LA, I got a good show at Laugh Factory on Wednesday, April 3rd. We have Mike Linochi, Ian Edwards, Brendan Sharp, and Brian Callan. Oh, it'll be a joyful time. It'll be a joyful time. So, I hit me up at Instagram, at the Marquez, or Twitter, at Trickadoo. Until next time, goodbye, good doc. Go out there and eat some bacon and cabbage. The bacon and cabbage bandits. Goodbye, good doc, 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 good